Welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of K-Fabe Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer, and today I am joined once again by the other two members of the Holy Trinity, Mr. Wex Breaking the Lawson, Jesse Baker, the man. How you guys doing? I'm doing all right, brother. I think I, I think we need to go to my Holy Trinity. We're going to Holy we, Trinity. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. It seems like we my should count holy. forever. <laughs> I'm feeling good though. My I like that. I like that. Like like my new pet pep or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. See, Wax, how you living, bro? Living great. Uh, you know, finally sun's out today. About seventy degrees after literally a week ago today we were foot deep in snow and yeah, ice. Don't worry about that, man. And now we're you know now we're doing great. Real. Don't worry about that. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about these shows. Let's get into this and how polar opposite they are. Um, we're going to go back 20 years to ECW's final ever, I guess, independent pay-per-view, not WWE ECW, but the original ECW, their final pay-per-view guilty as charged 2001. And that one's going up against elimination chamber from this past weekend, elimination chamber, 2021, man, this is a very different types of shows Two very, very different types of shows. Uh, Jesse, like broad overview, how'd you feel like throwing it back and going to 2001? I'll be honest to be real. I really don't think they're two very different types of shows. I like, I, I think they're oddly similar. <laughs> like that's, uh, this is going to be a great show. Poorly <laughs> short cards and the, uh, <laughs> neither one is exemplary of things that we would want to show anybody if we wanted to convince them that wrestling was cool. I don't know about that. Lex, what do you think about that? Uh, 2001. To somebody, if you if, if you wanted somebody to think wrestling was cool, you would show somebody one of these cards. Uh, yeah. I mean, a couple of these matches I rated really well. Like, uh, I mean, not not like as a whole show. Um, yeah, there was definitely. I agree. Like, there was a few good matches on here, but overall, mostly a, a clusterfuck. But it is what it is. You know, it's ECW 2001, and. I feel like we'd have enjoyed this a little bit more if we would have got the original broadcast version with everyone's intros and songs because we had oh, to watch wow. the network yeah. version. And you got the – I mean, you did get, like, the fake uh, Tommy Dreamer, Allison Chains that, like, sound pretty close to it, but that's about it. The the Man in the Box cover. Yeah. Oh, God. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty funny. But, uh, yeah, here we go. Like, so let's just dive right into ECW Guilty as Charged 2001. It was a pretty cool, like, highlight reel open. Uh, it was kind of like – overdubbed uh like it was really long though it was like a whole like music video i know that's kind of what ecw does but it was like just really long um yeah i thought that gertner's open was absolutely amazing like a hundred percent gem definitely top-notch mature content this entire show uh but yeah it was hilarious jesse how nostalgic were you about that open and joel gertner and all that there is Almost nothing in wrestling that's going to make me as happy as Joey Styles and Joel Gertner in any of their classic instances. I, I It feels here, the rumor running around is that they didn't know that this is their last show at the time. I feel like they did when you watch it. Like, it really yeah. looks, it, it looks as though they were aware. Yeah. I, I, I mean... I will never not pop for Joey Styles, and I will never not pop for Joel fucking Gertner, man. Yeah, oh yeah. Just, I mean, 
insanely clever. Wex, what do you think about this open, the music video, and all that? Uh, like you said, it was long, a little long, so long that I was like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and hit skip intro right here because, uh, I'm, you know, you didn't it got, a little, got a little boring there for me. I was just like, all right, skip this repetitive-ass, shitty-ass oh, music. Man. Christ. Yeah, that's I just... Like, eh. I was like, let's get to the wrestling. That's uh, that's unexcusable. Uh, first match on the card here is going to be Matthews and York versus, I guess it was supposed to be Jerry Lynn and Cyrus, but they paid the Baldies to jump them as they were coming down to the ring. I really have no idea what was really going on there, but somehow Jerry Lynn and Cyrus went over. I don't really know why or how. To be fair, like... We, I didn't do any prep work leading up to this show, so I have no idea what the storylines were leading in. Maybe this had like some kind of buildup. Maybe it was supposed to be a thing, and it just didn't work out for me. Uh, anytime I can see Jerry Lynn get in there and like give a package pile driver, though, I'm going to give it at least a half a beer. So I gave it a half a beer just, just for that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what did you guys think about this first half of this little segment here? With Matthews and York versus, like I guess, the Baldies, but Jerry Lynn and Cyrus. Jesse, where are you at on it? I'm literally staring at my notes right now, and it. I typed as I watched this the first time. 0.5 beers just for Jerry Lynn's Cradle Pie Driver. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. <laughs> my rating is also half a beer, so let's just go ahead and uh, yeah. lay that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Um, I I love Jerry Lynn, man. Uh, I you know. I got to book the Misfits before, and he showed up to the show and uh, at Exodan, and I let him know that he was always, like, welcome in for life, and he was the nicest dude on the face of the planet Earth, and he's so smart, and yeah. he's so fucking knowledgeable about the business. Yeah, I, like, I'm always going to pop for him. Um, it's cool to see, you know, Joey Mercury, Joey Matthews, uh, Christian York, Completely underappreciated talent. Um, I think the Baldies sucked. <laughs> like, yeah, of course. You know, uh, vicious Vic Grimes didn't really go on to do much of anything other than be famous for getting fucked up by New Jack. And then the yeah. uh, they did DDT Gertner on the concrete, and that was pretty fucking gnarly. Yeah. And the rest of it, I mean, Don Callis got a pin here. And this is in 2001. This is yeah. literally 20 years ago. Yeah, with a lot more hair ago. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty the wild. The jackal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cyrus the virus. But, uh, yeah, I don't really have really much to add to this, except uh, I noticed the bell actually never rang on this match. Yeah, well. Yeah, I do I mean, not think the bell ever rang on this one, because I wrote that. I definitely have that in my notes. The bell never rang. I'm saying I'm so con- I'm so confused of what just happened. Was this even a match? Like I said, Don Callis takes the pin. Like, is this like what the fuck's going on here? Even though it was like a short little weird shit show, Joey Mercury bled like a motherfucker. Yeah, he, he's I mean, he, like, got a, he got a gusher. He, he really he really fucking was juiced up. So, like I said, exactly the same thing as y'all. Half a beer. I mean, like really wasn't much of a match, so. Yeah, man. Uh, let's let's keep it rolling right here, though. We had like a weird kind of weak Jerry Lynn promo, unfortunately, because I I too hold a very endearing spot for Jerry Lynn in my heart. Uh, but yeah, his promo was not not the best at all, especially when you got Don Callis standing right there. It doesn't make sense for you to even have to talk, really. Um, 
But yeah, uh, that was just kind of weird. And we roll right into the next match here, which is actually no, we got another intro. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, they that's literally right. play like, like another ECW intro right, package, right. and I was like, another intro? What? Their opening credits for their show were at 14 minutes and one second in, and I, I, I even have on my notes the song's <laughs> always gonna pop me, but. Why the fuck would you wait 14 minutes to run your opening credits? Exactly. Yeah, yeah it really like, didn't make hell, any what sense. What the fuck yeah. was that? Yeah. But the next actual match here is Doring and Roadkill versus Julio De Niro and Easy Money. Uh, I mean, lots of talent. Kind of crazy that Roadkill never really got a WWE run. Kind of seems like he would have been a perfect fit for that vibe. And he could actually move. Um, he wasn't bad in the ring at all. I mean, it wasn't even that these guys weren't good. It was just that, like, there was no real tempo or cadence. And, like... It wasn't that it was clunky. It was just that there was no real like psychology at all being used or to make any kind of sense at all and like any kind of rationale. Um, so yeah, I mean, any thoughts on the, the tag team part of this spiel here, at Wex? Doring and Roadkill versus De Niro and Money. Uh, actually, I did think it was a little clunky. Some of the weird spots, but like you said, Roadkill, he he definitely shined in this match. He was the top dude, and yeah. yeah. Like that whole bridge assisted tope thing was so bad. He like tried, it was like kind of like the the poetry in motion thing where he goes off his back yeah. and he tried to go like a tope and it was just fucking not brutal. Good. But yeah, I, I only went two beers on this match because like you said, like it, they, there was talent, but not really much was going on except Roadkill fucking it up, fucking it up. Yeah, way. not fucking it up bad, but he was the guy who shined. Yeah, I mean, I was only a beer and a half on it, too, so we're, we're pretty close there. Jesse, what do you think about the tag team portion of this? I went a beer and a half, you fucker. Wow. <laughs> How are we? We thought we were going to disagree, and we're all getting yeah, pretty Yeah, well, I don't know. We haven't gotten to the other show yet, but let's keep this rolling because this match kind of like – so Chris Hamrick's down, like, I guess, managing during and Roadkill this whole time, or they have some kind of, like – stable or whatever so nova comes out looking like oh, jeff I'm on, hardy I'm, 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 I'm gonna back up to the actual match itself okay. um the i don't so jason jet um he yeah. i think he was easy money here yeah um he was one of the guys that was on the very last few proper wcw cards yeah and it's hilarious to listen to the tony shivani conrad thompson podcast where Tony doesn't remember who the fuck he is. And he has these weird, like, butt types that are cut out. And yeah. you can see his thong through them, and it's fucking awful. However, he's a great worker. Yeah. And uh, Julio <laughs> De Niro would move on to be CM Punk's partner in NWA TNA right here in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. And the roadkill thing... You're right. I am also very surprised that he was never used in the WWE. I don't I don't know how much you guys have listened to those things, but there was a consideration for a minute that he was going to be an opponent at a WrestleMania for the fucking Undertaker. Yeah, that makes what? sense. That does yeah. make sense. I mean, if they, if they, if they brought him in like early enough to build it up, if they brought oh, him yeah. in like Yeah, but that yeah, just they, like that's just so random to me, but yeah, it would work. That was the thing that they were very like they they were into doing while they were working with Heyman, while they were working with the ECW, that was a thing that was in play. Um, also that wheelbarrow guillotine, double team finish. Yeah. Fucking ruled. And it's dope. Yeah. I love that move, man. It's just, you know, it's just so little talent in the rest of it. 
Yeah, but. I mean, I did do some digging. It, it did seem like Roadkill actually did. He was like a at OVW after this, and yeah. he did get a little bit of a run on WWE CW. Uh, but you know, I don't know. I feel like they really could have capitalized on having him right off the bat. But yeah, like I said, this one kind of turned into Hamrick versus like I don't know, like the movie Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg version of Nova. Like you know what I mean? Like it just wasn't. It was very strange. Like all of a sudden he was like, like Scott Stapp version of Jeff Hardy. I guess if that makes sense. Um, yeah, well that's the face that paint. It just wasn't fucking. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he just yeah. It was Nova versus Chris Hamrick. Um, and I didn't actually hate it. Like the work was solid, but then the finish was so convoluted and it seemed like it just seemed like everything was right. At this point I was like, I couldn't breathe. Cause I felt like everything was running together. I mean like Shetty coming out and screwing over Nova, like that makes sense. But like, why is he all of a sudden a referee? I don't know. It just, and then, and then spike comes out and then actually counts the three count. But then like the, the referee, the actual referee after taking a bump, like just rolled over and told him to ring the bell. Like Spike's count was just, Oh, that's chill. That's okay. You can just go ahead and do the count, the three count. And I'll just ring the bell. Like, I was like, what, what, what is, so like, I literally wrote, like, I don't know if I should give this a beer or not because it was that confusing. Like I liked, I liked the match, but like, I, I was so confused that like, I don't, I don't even know what I should do. Like, I don't know how to feel about it. So I, I, I have like an NA. This is like the only time ever where I like, I genuinely don't have a beer or, or no beer. I'm, I'm stuck in the, this weird dimension that was this booking. Wex, what do you think about the, this Nova and Hamrick part of it? Uh, I went just a little bit less than you. I only went half a beer just because I didn't know what the fuck was going on right here. And that terrible pleather Confederate gear from Hamrick. Oh, Jeez. God. And his did not age well. I mean, but he did a sick ass of a top rope hurricane Rana. I mean, he, he definitely uh, he has some talent. He, he just yeah. he just looks rough and uh you know, whatever. But uh Nova's weird little finish, I guess what is his finish? It's like an air raid crash, but he lands on the on their back. That's I mean, I thought, I thought he just did like a swanton. I think no, Nova's finish is every move you've ever liked. Oh, okay. Oh, so I but, but yeah. for his finishes. <laughs> okay, but I, yeah, I thought it was really cool. Spike Dudley came in. Everybody loves Spike Dudley, but uh, very weird. Uh, the whole thing, the pay per view with Joel Gertner's little thing, it started off with promise, but then from that point on, it just went into chaos. And at this point, I was just like, Jesus fucking Christ, is there going to be a match in here? Right. Yeah. What did you think about the Nova Hamrick part of this, Jesse? I mean, I'm such a huge mark for Chris Hamrick. I sent you guys the link. Uh, I'm sure that we will post it in conjunction yeah. with this once that it comes up. Yeah. But Chris Hamrick very famously has the Chris Hamrick bump. And, yeah. man, that's some shit that, like, none of us would ever want to do. It's sick. <laughs> it's insane. He, in, in his own weird way, it kind of reminds me – of Tracy Smothers, and I hate to say that because I love Tracy Smothers, and I don't know that I want to make sure that I'm paying respect to his name, and I'm doing yeah. the Catholic cross here. But the, I, I guess maybe it's the Confederate flag thing, or it's the fact that he's just one of them territory workers. And man, Chris Hamrick was the shit. Nova also was the shit right up until he went to WWE and became Simon Dean, and everybody fucking hates his guts. Oh fuck! Yeah, apparently yeah. he's such a turd. So he's the I one mean, that coined the term of "I would, uh, <laughs> I would take a bullet for Tom Pritchard, I would put a bullet in Bruce Pritchard." 
Yeah. <laughs> well, it's yeah, but it's not just Bruce. Like, I mean, a lot of people hate Bruce. That's pretty common. But like, I feel like a lot of people, a lot of people don't like him. Like, yeah, I don't really know why. I haven't heard any like serious stories about anything bad that he's done. But like, I don't know. It's kind of wild. I think that he does mortgages in Kentucky now. Oh, nice. Maybe I'll give him a call if I ever do a deal in uh, in Kentucky. If you guys need to buy a house in Tennessee or Kentucky or the South at all, just give me a call. Uh, yeah. Plug right there. Hey, uh, you know, don't mind if I do. Save uh, with Mr. Know It That's right. Save with Mr. Know It All.com. Um, all right. Let's jump back over here to the current day. Speaking of current day problems. And uh, we're going to go to the WWE's Elimination Chamber. Did you guys check the pre show out at all? There was like a fatal four way in there for like the last position. I saw some highlights. It was pretty good. Yeah. I didn't see it, but I saw some highlights of it. The Fatal 4 was pretty good. I didn't really rate it or anything. I was just kind of watching it in the background. Uh, I did enjoy it. Uh, I think it was kind of a waste to not give it to Ricochet. I feel like he would have just been better than having Morrison in that spot. But nevertheless, here we are. We're opening it up with the first Elimination Chamber. It's going to be Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, King Corbin, Jay Uso, Cesaro, Versus Daniel Bryan, all of these guys in the chamber. Jesse, I can see you itching to talk <laughs> about this one. So I'm going to let you go ahead and let me know what you thought about this opening Elimination Chamber match. So, full disclosure, we uh, we get, we did a little rookie Skype attempt at a watch-along. Yeah, very rookie. <laughs> very rookie. And uh, we didn't know how to record or anything. It, we, we had to wait a second. But um, the... Man, the match, while we were talking about what the booking should have been, it would have been so much better than what it turned out to be. (laughs) I I could have bought into a a million different ideas. And I, my thing was, I wanted them to pull twin magic with the Usos to create some dissonance. Which yeah. one but yeah. they didn't do that. I felt like that would have been the best thing. <sighs> Daniel is Jimmy Bryan, still hurt? I'm sorry? Is Jimmy still hurt? Is that I what's going so. on? I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah, because like, why thing. else do you not like, use him? What I was hoping to have change was, like, I wanted him to run out, like, and kind of surprise us or whatever. But yeah. Maybe they're like, saving it. Pull Kurt Angle's brother kind of thing. <laughs> um. But it's, you know, it is what it is. I, I, I mean, I thought the match sucked. Um, I thought that the way that they play the angle out sucked. I, I thought it was all real bad. And also, something to consider here, and I didn't, even, I didn't even think about this while we were watching it, and I just realized that today, but this is the last pay-per-view that we are going to watch on the WWE Network as it exists. That's true. I mean, the next fast lane is going to be on the network and Peacock because they're going to try to ease people into it. But then, um, but yeah, but then Mania is exclusively on Peacock. By that time, they will have made their what they're transition. Posting, what they're posting is that it's going to be on Peacock. They're, they're posting that fast lane is going to be on Peacock. It is. It's going to be on Peacock and the network. You're still going to be able to use. Going to exclusively be on Peacock. I mean, they, they, the, they, they said on the show that it's going to be on both. But I mean, like that's that was the bubble that I saw. Peacock. But I, I mean, I have Peacock anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, I don't have a Peacock. I'll tell you that. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so, what, what was your overall rating on this one, Jesse? I guess I give it half a beer. 
Jesus oh, Christ. Jesus fucking Christ. Wex, dude, tell him about it. If they put Cesaro over, I'd give it six beers. Wex, tell him about it. Tell him about All it, right. bro. I thought it was a pretty fucking good match, honestly, for a chamber and Hell for like... Oh, yeah. And especially, definitely the best chamber match of the night, I want to say. Actually, uh, let, me go, let me go check my... Let me check my... No, yeah, that that's definitely best yeah, chamber match. It is. It is the best chamber match I'm, of the night, I'm for sure. Just making sure, just making sure I didn't, like, contradict my review right there, but, like... Basically, this match was pretty funny because it was like all former Ring of Honor wrestlers plus Baron Corbin and Uso, which I thought was pretty, yeah, pretty hell yeah. awesome. Because we were, and me and Jesse were talking about that, how like... We make our own stars, first, pal. That first wave of NXT and Ring of Honor is like their current roster. Yeah, straight it's up. Literally, yeah. like Samoa Joe, you can count Samoa Joe and AJ Styles in that if you want to, if you really want to do that, even though yeah. they're more TNA, but... Joe was both, but Daniel Bryan and Cesaro killed it in this match. Uh, like, dude, Cesaro is so goddamn, he's not really underrated. Everyone knows how good he is, but he just yeah. doesn't, you know, get what he deserves. And they're finally starting to give him more of a singles push again. I think this is like the fourth time they've done it, but they're, they're, they are really trying to push him right now. And he like, dude, he that, that sick sequence he had with Sami Zayn where he like climbed up on the thing and the chain and he yeah. started doing pull-ups like. I was into it. If he would have won, I would have gave it a higher rating, but I went four beers on here because you know, I like Daniel Bryan winning. I mean, I guess, but I would still rather Cesaro get the win. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm pretty much on the same boat as you, dude. I mean, Cesaro and Bryan, I felt like had an awesome open just as it was. Dude, yes. And I actually thought Corbin looked good in this match. I thought he did a pretty good job, like keeping up. Those, and those deep sixes were well. nice. I'll, yeah. I'll agree. Yeah, I mean, but dude, okay, right off the bat, though, another show that's like just way too overly piped in with the noise like like so loud that it's like almost like the commentary almost has to yell to like get over the sound of it and that's just not i don't know i, I like what what really is going to bother me is that they're probably going to do this too at WrestleMania even with people in the crowd you know what i mean like they're not going to have let it sound like AEW or whatever like they they want it to sound huge even if it's not going to be Hugely attended. Maybe they'll mic the crowd. I mean, I hope that I hope so. Maybe they would, but I mean, I feel like they're probably just going to use piped in noise because they've been doing it. But um, <laughs> probably, yeah, they're yeah, they're yeah, they're they definitely, definitely are going to yeah. do that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they did it on Smack the tape versions of SmackDown, anyways, to Roman Reigns. So I mean, if they needed somebody else to mix their live sound, tell them to give me a call as well. Um, anytime, I can gladly take. You should all time. just go to Florida. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Don't tempt me with a good time. Uh, but anyway, Sami Zayn and his coward spots were absolutely awesome. Yes. Um, I mean, Cesaro got the upper hand, and I thought he had a great shine. Um, Owens had a lot of fire, too. I think everybody, I think, honestly, everybody looked good in the match. I don't feel like it really hurt anybody in the match. And I think having Brian get the win was perfect, I think. I mean, especially considering where they're going to go with it at least in my opinion. Uh, but I, I gave it four and a half beers. I really, really enjoyed this match. I thought it was really well booked. I thought it was, I thought I really enjoyed the wrestling. And I, th I did think the right guy went over because they gave Cesaro so much shine. Uh, but that being said, let's jump back into our way back machine. And uh, before we get to the next match on the card here, Steve Carino cut probably the best promo on the card. Uh, was I have that in my notes too. Yeah, yep, pretty well done. I, I said sick ass Steve Carino promo. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't understand how like that dude never really got a push because he could go. That dude I mean, could go, and he like talked really well. Yeah. him on commentary. Like when we were watching that Ring of Honor that one time. 
Remember him on comedy? Like, dude, he's he he can fucking talk, dude. Oh yeah, no, he can talk for sure, and he's a really he was a really really good wrestler. It's like I think he had heat. I think he honestly had heat with a lot of guys, and that's why he never got his run. Because I do hear a lot that like he was really cocky back in the day. Uh, I I just think he was in ten years too early, man. Yeah, maybe that's true. I mean, honestly, to me, he feels like the Attitude Era version of CM Punk, like straight up. Like he he feels like that guy, like brash, loud, almost to an annoying level, but it's pretty damn good in the ring. Um, and it's maybe funny that's you say that though, because they, they like both of them kind of made their careers in 2003. Court Bauer, very first initial MLW. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they both kind of did the same thing. Like yeah, it's the. With Carino, man, uh, he was down there working with Dusty Rhodes. He was down there working with C.W. Anderson, who we're yeah. close to talking about. And yeah. <laughs> he was the extreme horseman, so to speak. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I like I think Carino, Carino missed his calling. He, if he was born 10 years later, he would probably be one of the top stars in the industry. Yeah, I agree. I can, I can, I can definitely agree with that. The next match, the next actual match on the card here is going to be C.W. Anderson versus Tommy Dreamer in an I Quit match. Um, man, I love that Styles on commentary was already talking about Dreamer close to being close to retirement and hanging up his boots, and I thought that was amazing. But why the fuck is Dreamer dressed like he's a line cook at Logan's Steakhouse? Like, what was going on with that? Like, why is he wearing a Logan's Roadhouse T-shirt? I, I like, have that same thing. Why is Dreamer wearing a Logan's Roadhouse shirt? Like what? Is, what, so what is happening? According to Tommy Dreamer, the reason that he did that was because Heyman had defaulted and went full WWF, and he had not been paid, and he didn't want to wear an ECW shirt. That's so he wore a Logan's Roadhouse that. shirt. Do what? So he wore a Logan's Roadhouse shirt instead. Like he couldn't have worn like a black T-shirt. A black T-shirt. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Let me like, ask you this. If you were trying to piss somebody off, what would you do as a counter? I would wear I would try a to wear WCW a WWF or, or yeah, yeah a WWF t shirt. But he's a baby face. He didn't but, want to do the Rob Van Dam thing though. Yeah. Especially not for the last show. Like Yeah. See, I don't know if it was the last said. show. Just because the I don't know. We'll get to we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah. But either way, uh I mean it wasn't my style of wrestling, but it was a good brawl. Dreamer does that really well. He got a gusher too. Um, and some of those chair shots definitely didn't age well. Uh, the towel boy part of it was really awful. Didn't, <laughs> didn't appreciate that at all. Um, I it's like oh boy guys. I got to tell you, it's not really hard to see why this company went under. Uh, but honestly, sadly, probably the most normal match on the card. Uh, and it's, uh, three beers for me. Didn't hate it right there in the middle. Lukewarm. Um, Wex, what do you think about C.W. Anderson versus Tommy Dreamer here? I mean, I, I enjoyed it. It was probably my favorite. At this point in the show, it was my favorite match of the card. And also, yeah, that was, was very fucking weird had to be wearing a Logan's Roadhouse shirt. Maybe he, like, worked the deal with Logan's, like, hey, I'll wear the Logan shirt if you guys toss me a few bucks or some shit. No? Nothing? He just was being a dick? Yep. Logan's, like, I would have worn, like, I don't know. Anything like a not a Logan shirt, not a restaurant, eh, like a waiter some, t-shirt, something funny like a Pokemon shirt or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Try to make a point. 
Uh, okay, but I mean, I thought it was funny uh, during the like mid match. He woke by, he like walked by and just picked up someone's beer and just took a drink all casually. That was pretty sick. And the fucking ring bell spot that was brutal. Like even yeah, if that dude, doesn't yeah, hurt, like your ears, Jesus fucking Christ! And yeah. he clearly, you know, that's that gave uh, C Dub enough time to get bladed and get real bloody. That was pretty cool. And the razor wire, you don't really see razor wire that much. It's a little, little different. You always, Not you always that really anything happened with it, which was so silly. But yeah, he did. He did take a bump on the razor wire. Yeah, but I mean, I know it doesn't really make make yeah, any sense. like yeah. But uh, towel boy, I love towel boy because after he took the fucking top rope, uh, the the hanging superplex, he just did this like Caesar twitch like a few seconds after he was laying there, and I popped for that so hard. So <laughs> I gave that four beers. I mean, we all would have loved to be that kid, but four beers is way too fucking generous for this match, and I actually like both guys' work. Jesse, what do you think about this one? I definitely am not going to give it four beers. <laughs> like, the, uh, I mean, here, like, the Logan's Roadhouse thing, look, have you ever had their bread? It's phenomenal. Dude, I worked at a Logan's Roadhouse in Cool Springs for, like, four years. See, that's the kind of truth that we need. That's a but, fact. So that's why I'm like, why in God's name would you wear like restaurant style? I don't know. It just it felt like, dude, I don't know. It just felt awkward. It felt very low budget, didn't it? Yes, it felt I very think that was the like fucking point. Like he missed his. Oh, he's like he's missing his shift. Uh, you know, to make those baked potatoes loaded with that sour cream. Hold hold the green onions though, because this Logan's. <laughs> Uh, Bitch, I just made a baked potato. Oh, I know it was good, too. (laughs) Like, here's the thing, though. Tommy Dreamer, that's exactly what he was trying to do. And uh, one of the things that a lot of people don't talk about very often, he's the one that shut the lights down at the ECW arena for the last time. Yeah. It wasn't Paul Heyman. It was Tommy the fuck Dreamer. Yeah. That's, you know, I'm I'm sure that was difficult. I mean, we, we can all probably imagine how awful it would be to have to do the same thing on our own. And it's, yeah, I'm sure it sucks. That being said, this match might be my favorite Tommy Dreamer match. I think like that, ever second, probably oh. to him and undertaker. No, Tommy dreamer. Yep. Dude, no way. Dude. Some of those matches with Raven were really really damn good i mean really really good i think the storylines were great i don't think the matches were great i disagree disagree and and that's fine that's what we're supposed to do yeah i know (laughs) asshole (laughs) but the uh i do truly think this might be my my second favorite tommy dreamer match in the history of the earth wow wow and how many beers did you go on it 18 18 beers I'm kidding. I went to I actually the, the, the match, the match in and of itself. It's like my sucks. second favorite Tommy Dreamer match, but it gets two beers. <laughs> the match, the match in and of itself was not great. But the thing is, is it's my second favorite Tommy Dreamer match. I'm not I, like I'm not going to allege that he's the best worker on Earth. That's fair. I, that that would definitely be something that we could uh, disagree about for a while. But uh, yeah, the next match on the card here kind of runs together like the first match. Very similar to this card, so I guess you're right in that aspect. Uh, But the next match on the card here is just Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan for the Universal Championship. 
I kind of thought it was great booking to have the winner get a title shot and the heel just come straight out. Like, cause I think we all assumed it was just going to be at the end of the, the night, but I think that for the booking, it was great. Um, I mean, but then the straight, but to have it be a straight up squash kind of made it feel like it was all for nothing. Like, I mean, I, I, I do, I do like the positioning of the match, but I feel like they should have given him a little bit more time than they gave him. Um, I mean, the edge pop was good, but I feel like it's kind of where we all knew it was going to go. Uh, I mean, and tons of sympathy on Brian, but I don't really, and I don't really think it hurts his momentum at least. Like, uh, I just feel like, I don't know, it could have been done better. Um, but really, I think it would have just been better if they had had more of an actual match and still even with the same ending with Edge kind of coming in and doing that whole decision thing. Not the worst, not the best. I gave it two beers. Wex, what did you think about it? I literally gave it the exact same rating as you, two beers. And I've re- and the reason I did give it two beers is because they did swerve us a little bit. I thought it was just going to be an immediate squash, but yeah. then Daniel Bryan took it into the little bell lock and hit the reversal, which I thought was pretty sick because, you know, I've never really seen him, you know, that's a sick one. That's new. We never really seen him do that before. Yeah. And of course, Roman choked his ass out after that, but yeah, not really that exciting besides that cool little special surprise spot. So yeah, two beers for me. Jesse, where are you at on Brian versus Reigns here? We did, uh, we, we were doing a watch along and we popped like a motherfucker and maybe it's a wash, but we're going to start a Patreon at some point, and I think this might be included in it. And if it is, you should listen because it's <laughs> fucking incredible. Yeah. We popped like crazy when it was Brian and Reigns. I, I was wanting – my opinion is this. The same reason that I love the idea behind Kofi Mania for the Raw title is the same reason that I think that it would have made sense for Daniel Bryan to win here. Yeah. Um. Who, as a wrestling fan, who do you want to see at the top of the card at WrestleMania more than Daniel Bryan and fucking Cesaro? Mm, I I think, I I mean, AJ Styles. Honestly, Ricochet is not being booked well. I mean, there's tons of guys, actually. I mean, Ricochet is being booked, like, awfully, but here's the thing is, but I'm saying for the SmackDown, I mean, Ricochet is not on SmackDown. Yeah. But yeah. So I would love like, to see Cesaro finally get to get the get the ah, get the push he deserves. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and that thing, like I like I guess that's probably my main point. I think that Cesaro needs to be one of their top guys, and one of the only reasons that this other elimination chamber match ended the way that it did is because both champions look exactly the same because Vince McMahon still needs to masturbate. Wow. Wow. That's just what I believe. Uh, like, I mean, so what was your overall beer on this? On on Roman and Daniel? Yeah. Zero. Zero beers. Wow. Yeah. They could have done twin Not magic. Only? It would have been great. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I feel like you know what? That's fine. You you can feel that way, Jesse. You can you can just poop in everyone's Wheaties. It's fine. Just poop in those Wheaties. Um, man, this next thing on the card here in ECW though is we have this another like kind of Carino promo thing with Francine. It was kind of funny. 
it led into like the Missy Hyatt spot with oh, yeah. just incredible. Like, I mean, it's very, very rated R, but it's pretty damn funny. I pop for it. Jesse, what do you think about that Carino Francine just incredible exchange? I really love PJ Polacco, and I wish that no one ever made him have to be Aldo Montoya. And I, 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 I feel as though I love Aldo Montoya. I think he's what I mean. You know, none of us know what a Portuguese man of war is. When I was a kid, I loved that. I loved Aldo Montoya. <laughs> I'm dead I mean, serious. I loved, I loved him. I was there for it. I watched him on Superstars all the time. All the time. I, I just I think he could have. Him and Sean Waltman could have been the best fucking tag team on earth. Oh, yeah, they really could have, yeah. And if you X really want to talk about doesn't it. count. Sorry? Yeah. I said, and the X factor doesn't count. I mean, it oh, does yeah. count, but... I mean, I no, 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 X factor. We, that's just something we want to forget, just bury in the back of our minds. It, the only reason that we want to forget it is because Uncle Cracker did the fucking theme song. <laughs> oh god i forgot about that so you told me i was doing so like, well suppressing those memories like you're dealing with the x factor they also have ink lights and shit and it, that was like right after we all saw his porno with china and stuff like Dude, that, that's when x Pac heat was in full effect like he had, oh that's yeah had true x Pac heat yeah that was that was legit like go away heat for sure the truth is, I think Sean Waltman is one of the most influential pro wrestlers in the history of the planet Earth. One of my favorites of all time. Yep. Hands down. I, I've always loved X-Pac. He was always yep. my favorite DX member as a kid. Like Definitely not my favorite DX member, but like, well, I mean. You, well, not, not the Shawn Michaels DX. I mean, I'm a, huge, I'm, just, I'm a huge click mark in general, and Palaka was essentially an honorary member since the jump, too. So, like. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, like, that's the whole, to me, that's the yeah. point. Like. No, I agree. I, I love Sean Waltman, and I think that he is very influential on wrestling in general. And yeah. I think that PJ Polacco could have had the opportunity to be a part of that had it not had anything to do with all the weird Bret Hart heat and shit. Yeah. No, I agree. More well, Bret Hart you ended, what? Up, ended up fucking gone anyway, so... Wex, where are you at about this Francine promo with Steve Carino and Justin Credible getting his jollies off with missy hyatt in the back or i, I guess thought it was not pretty it off. i thought yeah i thought it was pretty ridiculous uh francine's acting is just like fucking horrible but you know Next it's classic yeah but uh, she's just like yeah basically i'm not gonna fuck you unless you have the belt like okay more so right. less so it was just pretty ridiculous and uh missy I hyatt I you know basically playing up her gimmick as like the ultimate you know i mean can, can she be a ring rat even though she's like technically a valet but you know what i mean i think the ring rat is her gimmick but she is like you know she's obviously a worker but like yeah that is I mean, kind that, of her gimmick that's, though, the, yeah. that's the gimmick that she's playing up real hard there yeah and it's pretty funny yeah I, I enjoyed it i laughed yeah the next ma- next actual match on the card here too is actually my match of the night it's uh mikey whipwreck and tajiri versus kid cash super crazy and the fbi um, I expected it to be a lot worse than it was, and it was surprisingly really crisp. Uh, I mean, there were a couple of stutter steps, but overall it was really, really good. Um, specifically the Guido, Tajiri, and Crazy Exchange. Like, those three, and at the same time, was super, super good. And, dude, one thing that I really noticed is that, like, these guys really set up the big group dive to the outside way better than like we do in current times. Like it, it took a lot longer to get all of them out there and it made more sense. It was like more logical for it to have happened that way. Uh, I mean, yeah. And I, I felt like it was really good. I liked that, you know, cash ended up 
getting eliminated with the big South splash. That was nice. Well, big South. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not ashamed to say that I liked this match quite a bit. I loved I loved that like that like what, what was that uh, that the dual uh, tiger suplex finish. Yeah. But it, was it actually a Dra- tiger dragon? Suplex? No, it was a dragon suplex. Okay. Yeah. We called it a tiger suplex. Yeah. But it was a dragon suplex. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But the dueling, the dueling suplex finish was really good. I gave it four and a half beers. I really, really, really enjoyed this one. Wex, where you at on it? I really like this match a lot. And like you said, uh, it's, there was a little bit botchy at the beginning, but it really heated up at, after that. And kid cash. Oh my God. He was doing so much sick ass shit here. Like that, springboard springboard like tope like flip to the outside like almost whisper in the wind type deal yeah it was sick yeah but uh it was pretty funny i like big sal i like did i forgot what his name was so i just put he took the fat ass i said kid cash took the fat ass splash but Uh without knowing uh, my notes said fart ass because i guess i had a typo (laughs) (laughs) big old fart ass splash (laughs) But yeah, I really like dude the double whippersnapper the he, the attempt to the double whippersnapper that got countered into the double armbar and Tajiri with the save, dude, it was pretty fucking sick. And like you said, that double dragon suplex with the bridge. The bridge is what made it sick. Like it could have yeah. been any suplex, just how crisp they both did it, synchronized. It was very, very impressive. I went three and a half beers. One of nice. my favorites. Like I want like I said, I like that Tommy Dreamer match just a little bit more. And really? Yeah, wow. just Maybe it was a per- like you said Jesse didn't want to use his personal feelings when he gave his rating, but I gave it my personal feelings. Like I personally enjoyed it, that's why I gave it the four beers. Yeah, pish posh. Jesse Baker, what do you think about this one? I I, I got to give it six. Six beers. We're all what? All over Where the- are we? What is I, happening? I, I, I'm really, I, I think up right only, now. What do you not mean? Only is this, six not, beers. What I, do you mean? Uh, not not only for me is this the match of both cards, but it's the only fucking reason that we should be talking about either one of these shows. Like, you got me fucked up over here, dude. Kid Cash, like six beers, Kid six? Cash, six though, dude. I can I can maybe think four and a half or five because a few well, like things would have uh, up. Oh yeah, I forgot. And then I mean, we didn't mention that nice four way submission spot, but uh. Yeah, there was some good I mean, shit. I could probably even bump, I could I can probably even bump mine up to four beers, but six. I'm not asking you to change your rating. Big piece. I'm saying I could eat. I could even sp- no. I'm I'm keeping it at three and a half. I'm, I mean, I'm not changing it. It potentially could have been four for me. What I'm saying is, Kid Cash underrated, and what it comes down to, like that tag team matchup, that entire thing, like that was the match of the night between both cards. You tell me what match was better. I thought the chamber match was better. The first, the SmackDown chamber match. I really liked it. You got to use pronouns, pal. The first, yeah, the first chamber match on the show. You thought that I, was better? I actually rated them the same. I rated them both four and a half beers. Oh, so there you go. We, we both. But I, but I'm, but I'm, I am with you that this is the best match on this card. Like a hundred percent. I'm with you on that. I think um, Yoshihiro Tajiri is, I mean, Yoshihiro Tajiri, without question, is one of my favorite wrestlers in the history of the planet Earth. And I don't think that he gets enough respect put on his name. Um, I don't think Kid Cash does either. That's fair. I mean, Kid Cash is a top-notch wrestler for sure. In- incredible, incredible work rate, too. That dude could do anything in the ring. I mean, I, I love this match, too. 
I loved it too, but six beers, Jesus. You got me flabbergasted over here, Jesse. Well, I, I, like, what other match deserves six beers between the two? Oh, I mean, yeah, no, no, you're totally right. You're totally right. I didn't give six beers to anything on this show, so, like, on either show. So, I, I'm, with, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. That makes sense. That makes sense. Let's actually keep it rolling on this show. Um, right after this match, we had a Sandman promo. Um, and I just always thought this dude was trash. And kind of watching him smoke that cigarette just, like, I don't know. It it almost like made my lungs hurt. Like I was like, oh, it just looks so nasty and dirty. And I like oh, started rubbing my it. chest as he was smoking it. I don't know. It just it was weird. Um, Are you a Stone Cold guy? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm I mean not like you understand that Stone Cold Steve Austin never would have existed without the Sandman, right? Oh, I under yeah, I under hundred percent understand that for sure. I get that, but like I'm just making sure. But just, I don't know, but, okay, I don't feel like, I, the in-ring work is not even remotely close to comparable. I can yes. say that the character is close, for sure. Very, very, very close. And Except I can, Stone Cold Steve Austin, his doctor said that his lungs are pristine, because, you know, he doesn't smoke. If he, he said that in one of his DVDs, I forgot which one, but he's like, he said, doctor said my lungs are pristine, can't say the same about my liver. Oh, Jesus Christ. So Cold never Joseph. did a DVD. Um, what? He never did a Death Valley Driver. No, oh, oh, okay. Oh, look at listen to that. It guy. was actually uh, the Stone Cold Truth, the DVD version of the book, as as uh, it said, like as told by Jr. or something on the cover. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I oh know. yeah. Oh yeah. We. I, I, I still. I still have. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, dude. That's what we should do. We should get on one of these shows, a watch along, one of those old school DVDs, or, or like the ones that they don't even put up anymore. Like we should watch, dude, for the Patreon. We should watch the Chris Benoit DVD. Yes, we should. I that would it. be insane. The Hard Knocks. I own it. Oh God. Escape. Let's do it. I am prepared for that for sure. What I wasn't prepared for was this <laughs> next like weird promo thing with like. Uh, Simon Diamond and Johnny Swinger and Don Marie's here and Don Marie's not servicing Swinger apparently so he added Blue Boy Management with Jasmine or um, yeah uh, it was just uh, this was like more of a promo than a match really and because Rhino just came out and beat the shit out of everybody um, so I mean I, I don't know I, honestly like Jasmine getting the top row pile driver was worth at least a beer and a half for me. Like beer and a half is this whole promo thing. And, you know, and this, what was supposed to be a tag team match, but balls, Mahoney and chili Willie were only out there for like, I don't know, less than two minutes before all this happened. So what did you think about this train wreck, Jesse? I mean, about this, I, I, I gave it zero. So less than you. <laughs> the, wow. Uh, I love Balls Mahoney. I love Axel Rotten. I love Eel Rotten, Ian Rotten. I love all of their uh, teams and stuff. Chili Willy, to me, is a lost cause. Um, <laughs> Simon and Swinger, though, like, I I love Swinger's gimmick in Impact currently. Yeah. Like, I really I really do like his whole weird 80s wrestler. Like, I'm, I'm going to use the fucking... Well, he's old, so it makes sense. If people remember him from these matches, like, you know, it, it makes sense. Like, I love that, but yeah, I agree. I, Simon Diamond never really, I mean, I liked him managing D'Lo and fucking Chaz or whatever. I liked him managing Elix Skipper. I, <laughs> 
Simon Diamond. I mean, I remember Diamond and Swinger in the beginning of TNA, like at the Asylum. I remember them being a tag team um, quite a few times, actually. I feel like they were on for a few months there, but yeah, I don't know. This whole Don Marie, it was just so convoluted. Wex, what do you think about this whole thing, other than Rhino just being like, I'm not fucking done yet. I'm going to beat the shit out of everybody. Uh, yeah, I thought it was just pretty fucking ridiculous. The blue meanie looking all slimmed down and cut up was really weird, and yeah, that's one of my feelings. main notes is like the blue meanies bitch took the pile driver from the top rope and Rhino he, fucked he up everybody. Surprised. He literally destroyed everybody. And then you I guess so yeah. going to alienate like the one girl that listens to this podcast. Well, she was like, she was some like, let's be honest. No girls. This was ECW. To this. <laughs> that's what they were portraying at the time. I'm not like, it's not like they were, she was supposed to be some nice, respectable young woman. She was a porn star who, I heard earlier broke the record of uh, doing something very terrible that we're probably not. I don't want to get into details, but yeah, very terrible. Up, when I said it on the same fucking podcast, very when, like, terrible. When, since when she? Since That's when a matter she, of opinion, sir. Well, uh, <laughs> look it up. Your, y'all go look it up yourself with this. With this, I didn't have to look it up. I knew it when it happened. This young lady. Yeah, what this? What this fine young lady has done. That's that's right. I like that. I like that. You put some respect on that name. All right, you hear me? You put some respect on that yeah, name. I gave it a a, a question mark beers because I really didn't know if it was a match or what the fuck was going on here. Yeah, it didn't. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, I guess it kind of was. Is that, is, that a, is that a new rating? Like, it's not even like a beer in this realm or dimension. It's just like we don't know what it is. Yeah, I mean, I guess the same could kind of be said about the next match on, like, the current day card, too. It's like you don't really know what's going on. Um, but it's uh, it's Matt Riddle versus John Morrison versus Bobby Lashley for the WWE U.S. Championship. Um, man, I felt like Lashley looked dominant, which was the point for sure. And now I completely understand why they let Morrison win the Fatal 4-Way so he could essentially just take the pin without having Lashley look bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, it did feel like the majority of the, at least the open, the first half of the match was very Lesnar style, like one on two. They're building Bobby to be the next Lesnar uh, with MVP kind of playing the role of Heyman, uh, which I don't mind. I mean, I think it's kind of this is probably the best work Lashley's ever done in his career, at least in WWE. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it was I, I thought it was worked out pretty well. And, and the finish was great, kind of using MVP's crutch. Uh, and then kind of having Morrison take the pin. I mean, it doesn't really hurt Morrison since he technically had already beaten a bunch of guys in the, you know, the fatal four way. So, I mean, it was what it was. I gave it three beers because I like putting the title on riddle. I think that that's the best spot for the U S title. And I think that he's the kind of guy that should be in that mid card title run right now. Um, I'm good with it at three beers. Uh, Jesse, what do you think about this three way U S championship match? I want to know what happened to Keith Lee. He was supposed to be the Morrison in this. Yeah, uh, Vince is not high on Keith Lee. I, I heard he had I heard he had an injury and he got pulled. That's at I, least I think I that's the, that. I think that's the kayfabe uh, version of it right now. I don't know what actually happened though. I didn't hear that yet. All I'm saying is, man, I don't think Vince likes Keith Lee. I don't think that's a mystery. I think that's kind of documented. No, and, we know. I mean, like that, like we know that that's like that's definitely clear. But yeah. also bring him on over, bring him on over to the, to the for, forbidden door. Yeah. God damn right. That's what I wish for. And Matt Riddle was almost wearing a Confederate flag. 
It was Evil Knievel, dude. Yeah. It was Evil Knievel. I love it because you you got so mad when I said it the first time, Wes. <laughs> but no, it's not. It's just a reverse color Confederate flag. Oh my so god! It's not Evil Knievel, actually. It's a reverse color Confederate flag, and now he's the United States champion, which also adds up to Vince McMahon. Um, I have never enjoyed Bobby Lashley very much until this turn, so I'm for it. I'm still definitely very curious. In the sense of why, like, how you would cut somebody like a Keith Lee out. But um, I'm hoping that Bobby Lashley gets to be the guy because he lost this title and put it on Riddle. Riddle gets to be on the pre-show now at WrestleMania. (laughs) And I'm hoping... That's two nights. I guarantee he'll be on the main card on one of them. That's not funny. <laughs> I am I am hoping that it means that Bobby Lashley. I mean, the uh, what Raw main event do you want to see? The you Raw know? main event? It's going to be Lashley and McIntyre. That's the only thing that I can think that, they, that yeah. would make sense. I mean, like, and so you know, Lashley's going to beat Miz at Fastlane. Miz got another championship title run to put in the books. He the guy deserves it, but we all know like right now it's not just a good. St- it's just not. A, there's no story for him. He's still with Morrison. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but I'm honestly I'm glad. I mean, it is what it is. We'll get to that. But yeah, what was your overall here for this one? <laughs> Zero again. Sorry. Jesus Christ. Damn, Jesse. What do you want me to The Bell match was not, good. Didn't like nobody. Nobody here performed well. Like they didn't. They that's didn't come after this. What are you talking that about? It was pretty solid. The Bell match was pretty good. Like. I, I disagree. I, they didn't. They did not come out of this looking better, in my opinion. And Matt Riddle is not. Here's the deal. I love the fact that he used his senton, but it falls so flat. I disagree. I think it's good. I think he's good. Watch it again. I mean, yeah. Okay, I'll go back and watch it again. Maybe it's just a difference of opinion. Who knows? Wex, what do you think about this one? I thought it was a pretty solid match. Like I was saying, like zero beers. Like, no, I think I was, like I said, a pretty solid match right there in the middle for me. Three beers. Right there in the riddle for you. Yeah, right there in the riddle. Hey, now. No, actually, I read it wrong. I'm sorry. Three and a half beers. I had three and a half beers for this match. I thought it was great. Lashley looked like a beast. Like lashley looked how he he should have looked all this time he was just beating the hell out of everybody and lately with the whole like hurt business thing and like i mentioned the whole hurt business is basically a more badass rehash of the beatdown clan from TNA. yeah and now that apollo cruz is heel why is he not just with the hurt business because he's already had like all those run-ins with him it makes more sense too because fox and nbc are not owned by the same people oh Oh, okay so yeah he's on a different show but like I said, I like the evil Knievel gear, and Jesse said it's not evil Knievel gear, so I really don't know what to say at this point. But I thought there was solid work from all three in this. You know, Morrison hit his split leg, crazy moonsault type deal. What's it called? Starship. Starship pain, baby. Starship pain. I forgot what it was called. He's he's done it in every promotion he's been in. Johnny, whatever, Mundo, Menudo, whatever you want to call it. But uh. See, okay, I, so you're shitting on him now. I, I wasn't even the one that did. No, he's shitting on John Morrison, though. Yeah, we're shitting, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about John Morrison. On Matt Riddle. 
Oh, yeah. no, no, that's what I'm talking about. I was shitting uh, on him, too. Yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like he's just poorly booked. I mean, the guy, like, he's just poorly booked. Everywhere else he goes, he does really fault. well. Yeah. It's not his fault that the WWE's put him in this position. We know he can do better. And his wife's coming in there, so she's going to be there for a while. But like I said, solid work from all three. I think Matt Riddle Sinton looks cool, and I think he's a, I think he's a great worker. He might not be you know the most badass guy ever, but I think he's pretty fucking sick. His Sinton well, was flat as fuck, and also his wife just got hired. And the other side is we just covered a match involving his old tag team partner. Where is she wrestling? She just got hired by NXT. WWE, yeah, Taya Valkyrie, but I don't know what they're gonna what? call her. Yeah, she's there. She's wow. starting in the same performance class as Alex Zane and Blake Christian and a whole bunch of other people. And uh, Ethan Page. Oh, Ethan Page. I missed that. I didn't know that. Karate well, I heard he's going time. there. So I mean, if, if he's going there, was well, he gonna wait for a long time to go? Is he gonna go ahead and go? Yeah, I, I, I didn't go. see the confirmation on that one. Uh, that, like, I mean, that, that dude will get TV time. At least he'll have a good NXT run. Um, but, I mean, as we all know, most guys get like, uh, oh, dude, have you guys heard about how Cole is, like, trying not to go to the main roster? Like, he really, like. So he's pulling a Tommaso Ciampa. He's like, Fuck yeah, he's kind of like, roster, I kind of don't want to go. Bury me? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, he's pulling a Tommaso except for the fact that he's fucking 10 years younger. Yeah, and also, and also though, like he's got like really good rapport with Sean and Hunter, and it's just like, why don't I just stay here until the old man croaks and NXT becomes the main brand anyway? Like, I, I mean, can answer that question because because McMahon wants him up there probably because Peacock. Yeah, that's, baby, that makes sense. That's not a that's not a good idea. It, it's just not a good idea. Like they're gonna change NXT. They're gonna change what all of that means. Yeah, that's why that's they're true. doing the Gabe Sapolsky evolve stuff like they're what they're going to it's going to be a different deal. Yeah, evolve is eventually going to evolve is going to turn into what NXT was. Evolve uh, already has turned into what NXT was. Yeah, they've done that. That's completed. Mike, that's <laughs> there's no rumor. Well, I don't know how I feel about that. Well, why don't you tell me how you feel about that, Wex? I just don't. I'm just saying it makes me <laughs> I mean, all I right, well, here we go. Get, or, uh, how, about, how about this? How about this? Give me your feelings on Justin Credible versus Sandman versus Steve Carino for the ECW championship in a ladder match here. It's the next match on the card in our nostalgia show. Wex, what do you think about this uh, triple threat ladder match? Okay, like uh, one thing I'll say, this is not as good as the most recent ladder matches that we've reviewed on these last uh, few podcasts. Well, certainly not. And what is with these weak ass fucking flimsy ladders that they got? Like, is it, like this? I mean, like you they did not them, buy I mean, these ladders at Ladders R Us. Like these were like the worst goddamn things. Like when Sandman fell off of it, and when he like hit it, it just fucking imploded. It just like his whole body just fucked it up. Like, and that was like the theme of the match was fuck Sandman up off the ladder, right? Yeah, pretty much the whole thing. Yeah, like that's. He just got his ass up, and he, Francine got some cool shit in. She got the what's I don't know what what do they call it her uh... boobs. I don't know. She does like a she does like whatever a move is. They call they have something to do with call with like a vagina or some shit. I forgot, but uh, yeah. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. And there's a bad just incredible like Carino spot where they go off the ladder and like they it doesn't like it looks like Carino. I mean, no, incredible looks like your. Fuck incredible. Fuck. Just incredible. Looks like he takes what? more of the brunt of it than him, but like they just 
it just wasn't a very, it just didn't work out very good. Jesus Christ, son. Hey, uh, yeah. what did you, what was your overall beer rating on this one? But my overall beer uh, rating is two and a half for this. And Rhino went like at the end, like at the end of the match when Rhino comes in, did you see him almost eat shit before he went for the spit? Like the, yes. The yes. And then he started giving out death threats for a goddamn title shot. Like that, you know, they would not do that on any probably modern wrestling show these days unless it had something to do with The Undertaker. It was all weird. And, you you know. tell me right now that that's not why you love WC or ECW. That's not why you love DCW. I mean, I love DC. I mean, that's not the main reason, but I mean, I will say that uh, that helps helps oh. a little bit for sure. <laughs> I don't know if I can honestly say that I ever loved ECW, but uh, Jesse, what do you think about this this three way dance here for the ECW Championship on a ladder? I mean, it's the last pay per view ever, and the the big thing is that they, you know, ECW coined the three way dance yeah. with Shane Douglas very famously the night the line was crossed, nineteen ninety four. Yeah, Shane Douglas, Sabu, Chico Scorpio, and Terry Funk, which yes. they had to replace somebody with. And I mean, how do you how do you undo Shane Douglas throwing down the NWA championship? You don't. Exactly. Can't. So they and they they pioneered the three way dance. And it makes the most sense on earth that they wanted to do that as their last match ever on their last show ever. Um, yeah. Even though it wasn't actually the last match. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> the last match. But we at least got the, last we got the Metallica entrance if you own it on VHS, which I do. And, man, I, I like, I get no, why they the, No, not the last championship match, I, I, like, actually, either. Do what? He said the last championship match, and I was like, no, actually not the last championship match. I know, but I I love Rhino, and I love how he was used, and I get why they pushed him. I get why yeah. they him in. I get why they did PJ. It makes sense. Um, it is still, it's a zero fucking star match for me again. Zero but, beers? Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, it's just not good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, it, it, it just wasn't very good. I do honestly still really feel like Carino should have gotten that WWE run, but unfortunately, Sandman got tons of time and shine in the match, and it sucked because of it because he was never a good in-ring worker. Although the crowd was fucking hot for it. I mean, they were really into it for sure. The crowd was hot this whole match. I'm sure if I had been in the building, it would have been a completely different experience. But um, also, you know, like, like Sandman, Sandman could have been sold the same way as stone cold like that that I, to me that was the idea like i think that that's it's not as capable that's the problem i don't think stone cold ever would have happened without sandman that's true i agree with that maybe, but, but he, he knocked it out of the park like maybe like just part of the character like the the beer shit and some of that but like i don't think a hundred percent of that part of the character yeah i mean maybe, part of the character the, <laughs> i'd say part of the character yeah i don't think it's i don't think it's full i mean yeah he Stone Cold made that his own thing. Like, come yeah. on, like they're compl like the all the only parallels I'll draw is the beer and the the beer. I mean, and the cursing. And that's it. The, be the beer and the cursing and being a badass. But like, they're let dude, me let, let me ask you why you love Stone Cold Steve Austin. What? 
Like, you tell me right now why you love Stone Cold. What? <laughs> uh, I'm assuming. Oh, no, that was fucking great, though. Because that was, like, like towards the end of his run. That's, like, the best, like, clever retort right there. Cause, like, I'm saying, it, like, I'm going to tell you right now. The Sandman could not cut a goddamn promo like Stone Cold Steve Not at all. Like, dude, that's, yeah. And his in-ring work the was Sam nowhere in near the level before, of Steve Austin. Before or after the neck injury, nowhere near as good as Stone Cold. Agreed. Agreed. Like, come the fuck up. Okay, 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 okay. You can roll your eyes, Jesse. But, okay, so you're telling me right now that you think that WrestleMania 19... With broken neck, can't feel his heart, hardly feel his legs, Steve Austin. It'd be the same with Sandman in his prime against The Rock in that match. You think it'd be the same? It's not that I think that it would be the same. I think that here's, here's the, I mean, the difference is Vince got stunning Steve that sure. never happened outside of ECW. Oh, for sure. The for one sure. reason that Stone Cold occurred was ECW. It was the Sandman. Yes. Well, it he says ECW, weird, but he credits blonde hair that he still had at the time with his fucking weird shit bandana and stuff. Like, it, like that was not... I will say, if it wasn't for ECW, there would be no Stone Cold Steve yeah. Austin. Not specifically Sandman, even though clearly he got some... more than just... Like, I mean, if, if you really... Yeah, he took a lot of stuff from other guys, too. I mean, the like... The thing, the whippersnapper, the stunner, I mean, come on now. Well, we're talking about triple threat matches at the moment, and it falls back to that. Yeah. One, one of Stone Cold Steve Austin, as Steve Austin, as stunning Steve Austin in ECW, one of his only matches was a triple threat match, and it involved the Sandman. Yeah, that's true. Superstar Steve Austin. Yep. Um, for sure. I think that, like, but, but I think we can kind of all agree that the actual match was a shit show here in the in the triple threat. Oh yeah, but it, oh, it did yeah. kind of straight up bleed into Rhino essentially, you know, t- you know, calling out his punk card and making Sandman quote unquote man up and give him the title shot, and it's basically just a gore, and that's that's that. And now Rhino is the new world heavyweight champion for ECW. So to me, that one's more of a segment than it is a match. So let's jump back on over here to the because uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that later. Let's jump back. Let's jump back on over here to the Elimination Chamber card. And it's Baszler and Jax, uh, my whole queen for sure, versus Banks and Bel Air in the WWE. Yeah. <laughs> WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Um, I still can't help but think that this match would kind of be better with Naomi as in in Banks' spot. I mean, I get that they're building to Banks and 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 uh, sorry, Banks and Bel Air, but like I feel like I feel like Banks would be or Bel Air would be in a great team with Naomi. I feel like we saw that kind of at the Royal Rumble, and I feel like they would be fucking great tag team champions. Like to, I feel like they would elevate the titles. Is what I'm saying. Like, and those titles need elevation. Because, like, Baszler is wasted in this tag team. Like, she's so damn good. Like, her stuff in the match was really good. I mean, it's with with both Banks and Bel Air. When she was in there, it was really good. Um, luckily, the match was actually kind of short, too. And, I mean, it was a good call for, for you know, Jax and Baszler to retain just because 
you know, I think that Banks and Bel Air, like, that's where they're going for Mania. And I'm going to be hyped for that match. It's going to be good. So I feel like I wasn't mad about it. wasn't great. Um, I gave it two beers. What do you think about Baszler and Jax versus Banks and Bel Air, Jesse? Can can you say uh, Naomi twice again? Na- Naomi, Naomi. You, you didn't do that that way the first time. I challenge Naomi. anyone to listen back. You said Naomi and then Naomi. Naomi, 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 Naomi. Sometimes you have a few beers, you say things differently, you know? You know, that's why my hole matters. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Mine does too. The, yeah, fuck this match. This is awful. (laughs) Like, this is one of the worst things that we've, here's the deal. How do we not have a situation where we're watching I mean, I want to watch Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair beat the ever-loving dog <laughs> shit out of each other. Oh, yeah. That's a women's match. Like, that's what yeah. we should be watching. Uh, the shit with Asuka, that's what we should be watching. Like, it's... the This is such a joke. And it's... Uh, I, I said it earlier, and I mean it. These shows are oddly similar. This is another very zero beers for me. Wow, that's kind of crazy. Zero beers? I don't know. I feel like the in-ring work bell to bell is not bad. Fucking Nia Jax. That's not a situation that we need. And, uh, like, we love Sasha Banks, and Sharon Corbin has a six head. She's going to work it out, and whatever. But she's not a WrestleMania main eventer. Did you say yeah. Sharon Corbin? <laughs> Shannon Baszler. That's what I mean. Shannon Baszler. <laughs> she has a six head. She has a six head. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Uh, Wex, what did you think about this tag team match? Uh, I mean, I can sum it up in five words that I wrote down. Didn't like it very much. <laughs> Didn't like it very much. I mean, I still gave it two beers because I like Sasha Banks, but if they're trying to do the whole Sasha versus uh, Bianca Belair, like, why did they just work so great together? Like, why didn't... Like, why didn't they have, like, some, like, dissension? Like, oh, you fucked me up. And, like, like they easily could have worked that, but now nah, they just, like, kept doing because that. Somebody like, has kept to be focusing on that. They, they kept doing that, uh, the Reginald bullshit. But, I mean, yeah. the, 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 the in-ring work was good, so I can't can't fault them too hard except for Nia Jax. But uh, two beers, and eh, didn't like it very much. Didn't like it very much. Uh, yeah, so here we go. Let's go back to the nostalgia show. Uh, I didn't really like the Cyrus promo very much, actually, because uh, I feel like they tease this whole, like, he's not coming, he's not the big surprise, yada, yada. And then, of course, RVD's music hits, he comes out to answer Rhino's challenge, but now it's Lynn instead of Rhino? Um, like, wh- it was like that- No, that's not correct. That's what he said in the promo. He's the, talking opening, about- the opening spot in Yeah, in the very beginning was- of the show, the very beginning, remember? He was calling out how RVD wasn't going to show up. Jerry Jerry Lynn. And Jerry Lynn would only do a main okay. event match. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. All right, see, now now my notes don't even make any fucking sense. Since you guys know more about this than I do, Wex, why don't you just take over here? What do you think about RVD versus Jerry Lynn? I mean, obvious, I mean, it was probably one of the better matches of the night. It was pretty fucking sick. Like, I, I enjoyed a lot of the spots they pulled off, like that... Uh, the RVD's like leg drop onto the barricade thing. I liked uh, 
Jerry Lynn reversing the monkey flip from the top rope like it was like a forearm or an elbow. I don't know exactly what you want to call yeah. it, but it was it was definitely sick. And I love that that random bald fan that kept getting involved and people were like yeah, like chanting at him and stuff and like he was just being a fucking idiot. Like uh, that was I don't know why I thought that was so funny, but I was laughing pretty hard at that because he just looked fucking wasted. And yeah, it was pretty fucking hilarious. That was a really nice sunset flip power bomb that Jerry Lynn did, but it just noticed the back of RVD's head like barely hit the edge of the chair. It was pretty brutal. I was just like, oh, yeah. God. Like even like when he took the DDT on the chair, like right, like pretty much not long after that, the one that the back of the head, because I don't think he was supposed to hit the chair at that point. And that's why it just looked so goddamn rough. But man, solid match. I love the, the end when Joel Gertner hits the DDT on uh, Cyrus or Joel or Don Callis, whatever you want to call him. And after he hit the Van Daminator, like I was like, same thing. You know, he didn't have Alfonso. So Joel Gertner had let him hit the Van Terminator. Fucking sick. It tied with the C.W. Anderson versus Tommy Dreamer with another four beers for me on this one. Four beers. Yeah, honestly, dude, I'm in the exact same boat as you. I literally gave it four beers. Uh, I mean, uh, RVD did kind of pan to the crowd for like a solid five minutes in the open. Uh, but, I mean, the match was really good. I, I mean, it's it's definitely the best singles match on the card uh, by an absolute mile. Uh, no denying the chemistry between these guys at all. Probably one of ECW's most legendary feuds. But, I Hell mean, yeah, I, have, I have seen better better matches than this one yes, uh, from these is. two guys. But I So, like, I've seen better matches. But I will say that, like, these are my favorite versions of these two characters in ECW. So, like, it was a solid match. Uh, not Again, not the best of theirs. I gave it four beers. Where are you at on it, Jesse? RVD versus Jerry Lynn. I can tell you where you didn't see a better match was on the Elimination Chamber card. The, <laughs> the fucking, like, this is definitely not my favorite RVD versus Jerry Lynn match. I, I feel like ECW actually did a really good job for a while of building what their feud was with the exception of this match. This was a sudden surprise. This is one of those things that like we didn't we didn't get to understand. We didn't know. Again, I feel like they were surprised by it. But I don't think Rhino was the top guy at this moment and I think that's how, like that's how they were trying to sell him. Jack Victory, great. Yeah. The network stuff, great. Don Callis, yeah. great. But man, I like to be honest. I get the I get the RVD Lynn thing. I get wanting to capitalize on that, but Karina was the fucking dude. Yeah, and should have been Carino and Lynn. To me, honestly, I feel like RVD was already off the greener pastures anyway. So it should have like this show should have ended with Carino and Lynn for the title. But that's my I agree. opinion. I agree. And I, I, I think that Carino uh, actually, I mean, if if I had the pen, it would have been Carino and a very young CM Punk. Mm. 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 Okay. I'm just saying. Right. If the last ECW show ever was an ECW heavyweight title match between Carino and Punk. It'd be wild. What we would be talking about would not be the worst shows on earth. <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree. <laughs> I I okay, that's fair. 
All right, yeah, so let's just jump back over to the next main event here on the WWE Elimination Chamber card. It's Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles versus Kofi Kingston versus Sheamus versus Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton. Uh, the thing that popped me the very most in this entire match was when Orton made his entrance and Kofi was already in his pod and he came and got in his face and he was like, bro, you look good. Your quads, they're thick, bro. Those quads <laughs> look thick. You could clearly hear the way, like, it was just... Kofi is always entertaining. I love that he just has no fucking filter at this point, too. It's it was it was nice. I actually really liked the almost interference, too. I like the kind of Orton got the quick elimination. It did kind of seem like it was forever before the next elimination in the match, though. And then they kind of started dropping like flies out of nowhere. Like Kofi and Hardy were pretty much out side by side. Um, I did like that Styles got the last spot that made me happy. But there really wasn't much of a one on one once we got there. Uh, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't as good as the first Elimination Chamber match. Um, but then we had the cash-in, and The Miz is the WWE champion, and that got a full extra beer for me because I love I love Heel Miz, and I, I know that this is literally just... He is just a transitional champion for the record books, but you know what? I think if anybody deserves to be... to have another number, you know, notched on... Their WWE title championship runs. I think Miz is one of those guys. Maybe Ziggler too. Even if it is just a transitional thing, I like having him get it. Overall, three and a half beers for the the chamber, and then ending the show with Miz holding the title high. Um, Wex, what do you think about this Elimination Chamber main event? I literally gave it the exact same rating: three and a half beers. That's why earlier I had to go back to make sure I didn't rate the didn't contradict myself with that rating on the chambers. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's exactly how it went. Three and a half beers, and I loved how Kofi Kingston eliminated Randy Orton. I really popped for that because I was like, dude, yeah, fuck yeah, because, you know, him and Randy Orton have such a classic feud and heat with each other. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree. But the almost pod spot with, like, AJ Styles was just kind of weird to me because it just didn't didn't really accomplish anything, really. He just went out the other side, walked around, went back in, and... Yeah, but it's just a way for him to get shine. I get major, like, Diesel Shawn Michaels vibes from Omos and AJ Styles, so I fucking enjoy it just because of that. Maybe it's just the nostalgia kicking into me, but I, I like that. Um, I, just, I like I just, the pairing. Yeah, I just wrote down the Omos, pod, the Omos pod spot was different. That's all I can say. And while we were watching it a lot, we were watching it together, and our buddy Andy kept calling for the swanton off the pod from Jeff Hardy, but we did get the whisper in the wind. I guess yeah. he would. He didn't feel like going all the way and fucking his spine up a little bit more on the Swan Tom, but I agree with you. I love that phenomenal forearm into the Claymore reversal. I really popped for that. That was yeah. sick. And I also like the Miz Cash, and I have the exact same note I had. I'm not about it. If he can make this like his heel IC title run, I'd be pretty excited because that was pretty yeah. Yeah, sadly, I think he drops it at Fastlane to Bobby Lashley. Oh, yeah, Lashley, of course he's but... going to, but if he could have a... It'd be really cool if he could have a little, like... If he could go back into that persona and really push it, but it doesn't really work for him right now without crowds. Honestly, I wouldn't be... Back, dude, I would not be mad if it was if it was Lashley and Miz and McIntyre and Mania, have them knock Miz the fuck out, and then all of a sudden, like, have Lashley and McIntyre just battle for 20 solid minutes... And then Miz just capitalizes and pins one of them because he wakes Dude. up on the outside of the ring. It'd be fucking amazing. I would be so into that. Um, I think it'd be great. But I just like I'm just like you. Know, I'm not upset with the Miz being the WWE champion at this point. His original run 
I was fucking pissed because he was yeah. just such a yeah, yeah, yeah he was soon. such a rook at that point and just lame and not good. At this point, he's a respected veteran. Yeah, agreed. I'm not upset. Agreed. And Jesse's over here just like fucking freaking out, looking Jesse. at like, what he's like. Jesse's chomping at the bit to talk about this. I'm not freaking out. Just this is just how I know my two buddies are Caucasian. Oh my god! Oh my god! Get out of here! You just oh, talked about how you didn't enjoy oh. Bobby Lashley up until this run, but we're the Caucasians. All right, you know what? Give it to me. Give it to I me. I did. I didn't enjoy Bobby Lashley up until this run. Did you? No. When he was, but it Donald has nothing Trump? to do with the color of his skin, though. When he was Donald Trump's guy? No, of course not. <laughs> Actually, that's probably the original time I liked Bobby Lashley back then, like his OG WWE run when he was Donald Trump's guy. Okay. Well, Never forget that the then. Stone Cold Steve Austin stunned re- the dude, former president of the United States. I re- dude, mm-hmm. I remember watching that live at Hooters and just popping. I was like, dude, Stone Cold's gonna stun Donald Trump. He's gonna stun. Although, like, gonna although one, Trump although one day, church. one day the Rock is gonna be president, and we can also say that another president was also stunned several times by Stone all-time, Cold Steve Austin. Some of my all-time favorite Stone Cold promos came from came from that. He goes, I don't care if you're worth one billion dollars, two billion dollars, three billion dollars, four billion dollars. I'll whoop your ass, and that's the bottom line. <laughs> I'll never forget that. So what you're trying to tell me is that your favorite wrestler is Hulk Hogan. Jesus. Yes, Christ. that's exactly what I just said. <laughs> NWO for life. Yeah, I mean, what what's WrestleMania for us? Like that, and 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 that's what I fall back to here. Like, what's WrestleMania for us? He's going to well, drop hope- the title before Mania, and then we're yeah. going to get Lashley going in as the champion, going yeah. up against McIntyre. We yeah, know it's going to happen McIntyre like that. Yep. Unless they no, swerve we, us and do something else real we don't crazy. have a Brock Lesnar, it's fucking Bobby Lashley. Yep, straight up. Yeah, he's got to have straight a big up. muscle. He's got to have a big muscly guy to be champion. But they're going to have a good match. I mean, McIntyre and Lashley will have a good match. I, I really yeah. think that they will. So I'm not I'm not really that mad about it. I mean, they again, got, I would like to be the opener. Uh, Yeah, okay. I'm fine with that. They That's can't fine. Be. Yeah, because dude, Roman Reigns is closing the show. Oh, Roman Reigns and Edge is hundred percent closing uh, the second night of WrestleMania. Goddamn, Sant. But they're doing telling, two, they're doing two I'm nights. I'm telling so. you now that I think that the second night of WrestleMania, it's less important that Roman Reigns is involved. It's more important that Paul Heyman and Edge are a match or, or are involved. Like that. That's like fair. to me, that's what the deal is. No, I agree. I agree for sure. I think we and might see Christian could get involved. It's WrestleMania. Yeah, I Jimmy think we're going to see Jimmy and, and Christian Christian's both involved. going to yeah. get involved. It's going to be it's WrestleMania. They're going to go all out. Remember what they did the one time with Sting? We, they're going to go all out. Yeah. No, I'm into that. I think that it would be. Uh, I think it would be cool to see Edge win and then have Christian come out and celebrate and do the old schmas and have Christian turn heel and talk about his one more match and. Give us that run with Edge and Christian on top. Dude, I would love to see them face each other. Yeah. Hell yeah. They always had really good matches together, too. main event right now. Edge and Christian against each other? Are you kidding? Yeah, that would be amazing. Fantastic. It'd be amazing, but then at the same time, like, okay, we say that, but if it was booked that way, we'd be like, look at these old guys coming in. They're, you know, neither one of them is going to be there forever. Christian, like we would, we would find ways to bitch about that too. You know what I mean? Like the WWE is just so convoluted. And the problem is uh, we've said it a thousand times on the show, but the problem, the biggest problem with WWE is they have too much talent. They don't have enough space. Even with all the TV time they have, they don't have enough space for all the talent they have. They just don't. And they're starting to do it again. And yeah, no, now we have Bunny and fucking, I mean, 
They have G.I. Fro hanging out on the yeah. fucking screen when because that, that's he, what we're gonna get at Mania. It's gonna be it's gonna be Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus Miz and Morrison. That's gonna happen. That's what it's gonna be. See, that sucks. Yeah, I agree. But Bad Bunny at all at WrestleMania sucks. So like, I, mean, I would rather watch Booker T wrestle. Anyway. Oh, of course, of course. Honestly, <laughs> I was hoping it was going to be Bad Bunny and Booker T against against Miz and Morrison. That I feel like would pop me way more. I mean, I, I get that you have to have something for Damian Priest, but like, why that match? Put put Damian Priest in against Big E. Give go ahead and push him in the IC title picture. That'd be dope. I think it'd be great. Well, here we are, guys. If we have to pick one show in this kayfabe comparison. I hate to say it, guys, but I'm going to go with Elimination Chamber 2021. And that's not to say it was a good show. It, it'd be a C to a C-plus at absolute best. It'd be right there in the middle of a six-pack, a warm, pony, Miller High Life six-pack at best. But, I mean, I got to give it to Elimination Chamber. Jesse, where you at? I think it's neither. Mm. Mm. I mean, it, like, if I had to choose one, I would go with ECW only because pay and respect. But it, Elimination Chamber sucked. Yeah, I mean, it didn't, <laughs> I don't think it sucked, but I didn't think it was that great. You Wex, don't think it sucked? Wex, you're the tiebreaker. I don't think it sucked, but I don't think you it was that think great. It no, I mean, I said it like it's lukewarm. I mean, it's not It's not the worst show I've seen by WWE this year. Um, so, you know, no, I don't think it's the worst, but... I mean... It was it was kind of tough, but I'm gonna have to go with ECW because you know wow. I mean, guess, guess it's the guess it's the nostalgia effect. You get, wow. you get Jerry Lynn, RVD, Tommy Dreamer, Sandman. I mean, come on. Also, now. Daniel, I gotta ask. This isn't the worst show you've seen from WWE this year. Well, okay, yeah, you're right. In a calendar, in a <laughs> in a 12 month span, I, w- I should say. This year, yes, this is the worst WWE show so far for sure. Uh, Vengeance Day by NXT was significantly better. Yeah, well, Rumble was, was significantly better. better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you're right. This is the worst mat, the worst card that I've seen so far from WWE. So, let's remember that right now. So, so f- this is the this is- yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll staple that. That's how we'll staple the show. Elimination Chamber so far is the worst network special, pay per view, whatever Peacock special, whatever you want to call it. Moving forward, this is going to be the worst one, hopefully the worst one of 2021. But I didn't absolutely hate it. That's that's what I'll say. I agree. I did not hate it because I had I I will say I don't know if it's because I was watching it with my friends and drinking beers and having fun. I enjoyed the pay-per-view, but I don't know if it's because of the camaraderie and the fun or because of the actual entertainment itself. Well, the camaraderie and the fun is what we're hoping for again next week. I know we had talked to you guys about what happened to Amazing Red, and we are going to get to that show at some point, although maybe this is a teaser. Maybe that means you should start to think about joining the Patreon. We haven't actually got to a price point, but I promise you it will be competitive. Uh, I can guarantee you it will cost you less than any other Patreons around right now. Um, so it'll, it'll be worth a couple extra dollars a month to check it out. Maybe that will be a show that we do exclusively for the Patreon because this next week we're going to kind of keep it in the family and we're going to promote a a big or not a big company, but a small up and coming company that Wex and Jesse have been working with for a while called revive pro. Uh, we're going to have some of their guys on to promote their new show coming up. And we just want to get it out there to the masses. Jesse, kind of walk me through what we have next week. Some guests confirmed, some possible guests that could be on. Jesse, what do we have coming up for next week for Revive to push their show? So what one of the, um, the, the biggest points of this entire show is that it is a 
benefit for our friend Tommy McCormick, who has, is no longer with us, unfortunately. Rest in peace. So who all do we have confirmed to come on for next week? Jeremiah the Fuck Plunkett, Carrie Awful, uh, Adam McCormick, Andrew Thomas, King of the Canvas, the Gotch Brothers. Wow. Um, wow. I mean, we're, you know. Damn, we got the whole show, we got the whole click coming on there, don't we? We're fixing Wex. the crush shit. We're Wex, what are you pumped for about that next week's show, man? I mean, like you just said, we got a whole. I mean, carry off or plunk it. You said you said the gotchas. I mean, Adam. I mean, everybody. I, mean, I also got. got I, 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 we have friends that uh, that train with us too. Yeah. That are maybe are or not off the show. It's a mystery. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see for sure. I'm super King excited about it. Andrew Thomas on there, too. I mean, shit. Right I can not tell you guys just as a preview. Uh, moving forward, there have been talks, and I, I'm pretty sure the Holy Trinity is going to be a big part of Revive moving forward as long as shows and the world starts to – as long as we keep this trend going and people still wear their fucking masks and we can actually start to stomp this shit out and get back to normal life and back to normal shows, there's a lot of – the kayfabe crew, the holy trinity being involved in the revive pro scene. I'm personally super excited to be starting to work with these guys too. Um, the week after that though is something that I'm actually super pumped about as well. It's going to be WWE's or WWE NXT Takeover Dallas from 2016. It's a 15 year anniversary show, and it's going to be going up against finally. A new fucking AEW pay-per-view to cover, guys. I'm so pumped about AEW Revolution. AEW Revolution 2021 versus NXT TakeOver Dallas 2016. That was kind of, I mean, that was that was towards the end of the heyday for NXT, but they were still very much uh, a buzz in 2016. Wex, how pumped are you for the next AEW versus NXT show? I am very pumped for AEW. You know, actually, in the background of this, AEW Dark is playing right now. So, you know, got, got a little AEW hype running through me. Hell yeah. Uh, definitely excited for that. Uh, some good matches. One that I didn't really think I was going to care about, but one I'm pretty hyped out is uh, Big Money Matt Hardy versus Hangman Adam Page yes. for yeah. for Matt Hardy's first quarter earnings of uh, 2021. <laughs> I like I like that idea, man. Yeah, I, I like really the stipulation, do. and it added something to the match. I mean, they 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 definitely changed it. I I like that. And 2016 was, I think, the debut of Aleister Black. Was that the was that the pay per view? It may or may not be. I feel like that's right. I'm not a hundred percent certain, but I do feel like that's correct. Is the uh, debut of him or, or Andrade one of the two or something like that? Or I know, maybe I know they- we have I know we have Finn Balor and Samoa Joe on top. That's okay, what I know yeah. for sure about this show. Well, if you got Finn Balor and Samoa Joe on top, you're still in the classic heyday when NXT was like the shit, shit, not yeah. like it is now. Like it's kind of kind of this bad now. It's not, it's not bad, bad but like the weekly show is a little bit more disappointing than the weekly show used to be. The pay per view still kill it every time, but yeah. weekly they could step yeah. it up bad. a little bit. But I'm definitely I'm gonna, excited. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw that out there. It's bad. I mean, I AEW beats them in ratings like almost every single week. I think honestly, man, we had a, we had a big surge around 2014 towards yes. the tail end of, of CM Punk, and it wasn't j- it was NXT, it was Ring of Honor was popping off, New Japan mm-hmm. started like we're now you know we it, you know that's, everyone that's says when the I business started is watching cyclical, all so like other promotions like besides yeah, it's, WWE, it's not, it's that's not that it's really bad did. now. It's just that like it's not the same as it was. But Jesse, what, what are you most pumped about for this whole NXT versus AEW? Is there anything specifically that stands out to you on that AEW card? You know, Wex and I are both marks, so I'm, I'm going to say something that he didn't, which is 
AEW is going that FMW route. Oh, yeah. yes, they are. And I can't fucking wake the god. Oh, my God. Exploding barbed wire match. Jesus How Christ. is that not? I mean, we literally, for our Patreon, just two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> we called a similar match. So, yeah. obviously, we know that I'm a fan of it. Wex is a fan of it. Omega and Moxley. It's the only thing Moxley is even capable of doing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes, man. Um, I'm really pumped to see how the whole thing shakes out with Sting actually wrestling in a match. Uh, I mean, I don't. I, yeah, I know he did. And I'm, I'm not. I think that that was like a, hey, guys, like I can still take the bump. Like, and so I, I appreciate that. Um, I, you know, I'm not saying I don't expect it to steal the show or anything, but I am anxious to see what that looks like. That's that's one that stands out to me, at least. Uh, but you know what, guys? That's going to wrap up this week's show. I think we had a really good one. This one's been one of the more funny shows that we've done, I think. I think we all kind of really butted heads on this one. Um, man, I had a really good time. I, I stand alone. One of the very few times I've been on the uh, the losing side of the vote here. Um, but I, I went with Elimination Chamber. But this kayfabe comparison did go to ECW by the rest of the kayfabe crew. You stand alone like the I, Scorpion King I stand soundtrack. alone. Yeah, yeah, I, I do. I stand alone. Um, it is what it is. But you know what? You guys can always find me at kfabe.com and at Daniel Daybreak. Be sure to hit uh, hit that subscribe button. Leave us a five-star review as always. If you uh, if you leave a nostalgia show in those reviews, we will be sure to work it into the schedule and cover it for you. We'll shout you out on the pod. Those reviews mean so, so, so much to us. Man, thank you guys for joining us. Jesse Baker, where can people find you? You can find me arguing with Daniel John Schaefer all the time. Naturally, naturally, naturally. We all fucking know where he's at. <laughs> it's, it, it's something about a Jesse and something about a Baker. You'll yeah, keep... yeah. Jesse Baker everywhere. Jesse Baker Nash on Twitter and Instagram. Wex, where you at, bro? Wex breaking the Lawson on the Instagram. Wex breaking the Lawson on the YouTube. And Wex breaking the on the Twitter. You, you know the rest. We just need to change Jesse's name to Salty Jesse Baker. I feel like that's like that's the best fucking tag name for you of all time so well, funny is that you, Baker. you needed to call west that last week and now I, you need no, to call i called him saucy i called him saucy, saucy he yes was, he doesn't even remember because he was so damn drunk here's the thing we're the new rock and roll express saucy and salty i don't know saucy how much well i mean i was you, you could definitely go that because you know morton like morton salt but Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. That's going to wrap it up for us, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you all next week. We're out. Peace. Peace. Peace.